Jerry Norton here. On today's video, I'm gonna share an interview with honorary Flipping Genius Club member, Jason Krask from a small town in Kentucky. Jason started watching my YouTube channel and joined my program and in his first six months using a little known technique, Jason found and flipped his first three deals. Wait until you see how he's finding deals in a small rural town in Kentucky. Now Jason has been able to quit his job and currently has two more deals under contract. Now there's some really awesome nuggets in this interview, but before we cut to the interview, two things I wanna mention. First, like Jason, I wanna recognize your success, so I started what I call the Flipping Genius Club. Here's how it works. If you have closed a deal using one of my software tools, training programs, or something you learned from one of my YouTube videos, then go to flippinggeniusclub.com where you can fill out a simple form to share with me about your deal. If accepted, I'll send you a plaque in the mail that looks like this with your name on it, making you an official member of my Flipping Genius Club. Plus you get a chance to appear on my YouTube channel to discuss your deal. Now the second thing is, this interview is just a clip from a private live Zoom call I do with members of my Fast Track Coaching Program where you get to learn, participate, ask questions, and get coaching live every single week with me. In addition to that, my Fast Trackers get one-on-one -on -one coaching and spend two days live with me in Puerto Rico. Joining my Fast Track Program is by application and interview only, and spots are limited, so if you're really serious about building a six-figure and even seven-figure business, my Fast Track program might be exactly what you need. To apply, go to FastTrackWithJerry.com. All right, do me a favor and show Jason some love after watching this video. If you're inspired by his success, leave a comment and say, congrats, Jason, on crushing your first three deals. You are a flipping genius. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to my channel. With almost 800 videos, this is the number one channel on YouTube for all things flipping. All right, let's cut to the interview. I'm very excited to be here, and that's what I wanted to say. First of all, thank you for the opportunity. I'm, I'm, any knowledge I can gain from from all you guys, I'd greatly appreciate it. Great, great. So, Jason, you're in uh, the Kentucky market, right? Yes, sir. Frankfort, Kentucky is where I live. The deal that you're going to be sharing about and that we're going to talk about is a flip, right? It was a deal that you bought for $22,500, spent $7,500 on the rehab, and then sold it this past summer for 70. So guys, this is this is what you can do if you've got really good margins, even on lower priced homes with a $40,000 profit. Is that about right? Yes, sir. Yeah, the numbers are right. Uh, I, I found the guy driving for dollars. I saw uh, he had a lot of furniture and everything set out. He had it as a rental. It was a, a elderly investor. He had a lot of furniture sitting out by the road. <clears throat> So, of course, I'm writing his number, that address down, and I come home, and I've got a whole list of people, and I've got one star that I'm really interested in. That was one of them. So, uh, I skip traced him and uh, found his phone number and called. Anybody I can call, I try to call, and then I'll send mail also. Uh, but I skip traced him, found his phone number. I asked him if he was interested in selling, and he just immediately said yes. So, he said, yeah, he was really interested. He was tired of the turnover and the tenants and everything. So, he had told me before I had made him an offer for twenty thousand. I believe I offered him first, and he countered with thirty-two thousand, and I came up to twenty-two five, and he ended up taking that. So I bought it for twenty-two five. Here's the closing statement right here. Oh, okay, twenty-two five. That was April sixteenth. I sold it May fifth for seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. Yeah. 
How did you fix it and flip it and close so fast? That's, what is that, a month? You did the whole thing, rehab and sell in a month? About th- about three weeks. The day we closed on it, I had a couple people, a couple friends lined up, myself, my wife, uh, some in-laws. I had everybody lined up and we jumped in and I mean, gave this thing all <laughs> new lighting fixtures, plumbing fixtures, which I, I knew going in, I had several people look at it, first of all, before I closed on it. I had inspection done on it, the structural engineer. So I kind of had a list of everything I wanted to get straight in and do. And I just spent that next couple of weeks while we were waiting to close, planning on every single detail that I needed to do. So that way, the day of closing, like we went straight from the bank, from closing or <laughs> from my attorney's office, straight over there and started working. And I mean, we worked on it for probably 10 or 12 hours because I didn't have any... I, the money that I used to buy it, I pulled out of my 401k account and I just bought it. So I'm like, I've got to make this work. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm jumping off the cliff. It's, it's fly or fall. And I pulled 30,000 out and bought it. And we, that's what we ended up putting about 7,500 in it. I paid, I paid my friends that helped, uh, with all the paint, new paint through everything. And like I said, lighting and plumbing fixtures, we replaced the in, interior doors, everything else we deep cleaned, just really deep cleaned. and. About three weeks later, we had it all done, and you know, I, I redid the gutters, uh, some made it a little bit better curb appeal. We painted the front porch. I redid. I got a mason to redo the brick on the front porch. Yeah, we put it up for sale uh, three weeks later, and I listed it on Zillow for sale by owner, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace. Within twelve hours, I had shown it probably eight times, but the very first guy that walked in, walked back in that afternoon with a contract in his hand. And I, we had come to an agreement for $70,000. So you did a three week rehab, recruited everybody you knew, you went in there, did a quick facelift, you did doors, some lighting fixtures, but 7,500, that doesn't go very far. So enough to get this thing a facelift. Now, when you put it up by owner and you had a, obviously you had a price right, probably a low inventory situation, right? Because the summer mm-hmm. it was bananas got an offer, but this could not have been FHA. So how did you close it so fast? Because FHA has an anti-flipping rule. So I'm curious how you did that. The guy that bought it, bought it with, he was a member of the credit union for about 50 years. And he literally just went to the credit union, told him he needed $70,000 to buy this house. (laughs) And he ended up, it was as good as cash. He was ready to close. It didn't even take a week. Wow. So closed it cash, basically. Jason, that is really exciting. I mean, you're clearing $40,000 on a fix and flip. And what I want to talk about about this is, uh, you know, a lot of times when we get started, we think, well, wholesaling is where I should start. It's where I should focus. I should get a handful of deals under my belt. And then what happens is you get kind of good at wholesaling and very easily, you can kind of put blinders on where you create a really good, well-oiled wholesaling business model. But what's happening then is there may be some fantastic deals that you're, that you're letting go that you could be fixing and flipping. And in my opinion, a 40K profit on a fairly easy fix and flip, you know, if you can turn that thing around in a couple of weeks like yours and make 40 instead of maybe five or seven or even 10 on a wholesale, that makes a whole lot more sense. That would take four wholesales for one fix and flip if that were the case. So why fix and flip? I'm curious, you know, you're brand new, you're getting going. Was it because you just saw the numbers and the spreads and you thought, man, I can just quickly flip flip this thing? Or what was your thought process to fix and flip instead of wholesale? 
Well, that that's exactly what you just said. I kind of every deal I get, I kind of look at it and figure out what will be the best time wise and money wise. And even though I was brand new, I had watched enough of your videos and 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 I was actually a 10K member and we did the we got the deal analyzer and everything on there. So after running the comparables in that area, I realized if I just held on to it and did of the very light cosmetic rehab that it was that I would end up coming out way further ahead than if I tried to wholesale it at a good price or for some reason I had it in my head that it was going to, I was going to make a lot more money than if I tried to wholesale it. I I didn't want to give it away for 10 grand when I could easily just hold it for what in my head was going to be just be a couple weeks and, and make, you know, quadruple that. So it's pretty cool to see what $7,500, how that can transform a, $22,500 22500 buy into a 70000 And what's really amazing is sometimes it doesn't take much, right? It takes cleaning the thing out, uh, doing a handful of things, getting good pictures, and then putting that thing back out to the retail market. And you can make these giant spreads. The genius in this business is finding that sweet spot. Like, okay, how do I not over-renovate? How do I not give it away as a wholesale? Where of all the different things I can do, what is the best return for the time, energy, and effort and capital to get a return on a deal? And when we go into deals with that mindset, that that really can cha- be a game changer for how we do this business. So I want everybody to be thinking that. Don't just have blinders on and think, you know, I need a cash buyer. I got to follow this specific formula and that's it. That's not it. There's lots of different ways to be involved in the deal that still fall under flipping but can really maximize your profits. I mean, your example, your deal is a phenomenal example. So it really comes down to putting deals together, being creative, thinking outside the box. The biggest thing that I look at guys with every deal and and you really want to get to this point is what's the opportunity cost? And that's the that's the actually the most important question of all because if you tie yourself up your bandwidth on, you know, A, then you're not tying it up on this other thing, which could be a lot better. What is the better that I could be tying up capital, could be tying up resources, team, my energy, my effort, my capital into a deal, it better be worth it. Having that as a gauge is like the best way to look at these deals. A lot of times we put a lot of effort into a low margin deal and it's just not worth it. It doesn't matter if it makes 20,000, if it's gonna take a ton of time. So you've got a couple wholesale deals since that one, that was this summer, you've wholesaled a couple wholesale deals and you've got, I think you've got what, three or four flips going on too. So tell us tell us what's happened since this deal. Pretty much double, over doubled my money after that very first one. Uh, I ended up, I left my job completely. I started doing this full time. <laughs> I got another deal that I bought right after that that I was in contract with for 495. Um, there it is. I ended up putting about $40,000 in it, which brought me to close to 90,000. I ended up, I really like this property and I refinanced it for 118,000. You said you refinanced it for 118? Yes. And so I put about 28 grand in my pocket and um, I get about $600 a month cash flow from it every month. I've got really good tenants. Forgot to even mention that part. So I had 90,000 in it and it appraised for 158,000. 158, which meant they did a loan Mm -hmm. to value and gave you, gave you 118. So 
So this is kind of cool here, guys. So, you know, a lot of times we think, well, you know, if I do a deal and I keep it, then uh, that's great. I'll create some cash flow, but I miss out on the big profit from a flip, which is nice to get that big paycheck. Well, you kind of did both. You you created a ton of equity by doing the by buying low enough and putting in the repairs. So you built in this equity by doing a value add, pulled out whatever you pulled out, twenty thousand, right, and then kept it. And now you're cash flowing as a rental about six hundred dollars a month, right? Is that about right? Right. After everything, that's after all the taxes, insurance, mortgage, and I set I'm setting aside about one hundred and fifty for repairs and whatnot but yeah it's pretty it's, much yeah. it's a pretty good deal awesome okay uh, now your next deal tell us about the next one you all right so the next one is uh it was in lawrenceburg just right down the road from me um i ended up buying it i got a call back from this one through mailings that i sent it was a guy that his mom had passed away and he just kind of inherited the house i bought it for Eighty-five thousand right here. Mm-hmm. I bought that one for eighty-five thousand. I put forty grand into that one as well, so that maybe I was at about one twenty-five. This one actually, I'm closing on on the 29th of this month for one seventy. One seventy. So, what do you think you'll net out on that one? It'll be about forty-five grand. Minus whatever I got to pay pay at closing, so at least forty grand, I would say. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm really happy about it. So the first one was driving for dollars. The second one you did with uh, direct mail. Is that right? Yes, sir. Actually, the the second and the third one I did with direct mail. So on the direct mail, briefly share with everybody what that took to get those two deals. What? How many mailings? What'd you spend? What was that process like? Uh, So when I was sending out mail, I would drive. I would try to find about at least a hundred houses per week on a list. I would go driving around and I would do it all in one drive. I would spend two or three hours driving around where I'd get a hundred houses. That was my own list of, you know, just distressed homes in my area. And I would send out mail and I, I have a big marketing campaigns where I would add the new hundred into my old list. And it, it kept growing right now. I've got to think about 2000, 2,000 uh, properties that I send mail out to. I spend about $1,000 a month with my marketing budget. It's like 55 cents, I think, for a piece of mail. So that's all I did. Here's what it is, nothing special. This was some of my return mail. Yep, perfect. Ugly, ugly is better. Uh, yeah, ugly, just yellow, catch your attention. But I'll tell you what I found to be so much more helpful than actually the mail you send out is the return mail you get back. That return mail you get back, if you put a little time into researching those people and try to find out how to get a hold of those people, very few people talking to those people because nobody wants uh, to put uh, in the time to... Hope you guys caught that. That's that's a golden nugget right there. So when you drive for dollars, you're creating a custom list. That list is not anywhere else. There may be some overlap where those people are on another list, but that is the most valuable list you could acquire because you you found that list on your own and those people are probably not being marketed by anybody else. So that list is a very valuable list. One idea, Jason, would be to leverage the driving for dollar strategy and get a lot of other people so you're not doing it so much. As you scale, you'll want to do that because it's, it's a time thing, right? But the mm-hmm. idea here is 
Jason created this custom list for from D4D. And then with that list, he's doing, I, I imagine you're doing multiple things because you're skip tracing it. So you're probably calling it and your direct mail. So the idea here is you're going to try to touch those people in as many different ways as you can. And what's awesome is because the list is so custom, it doesn't need to be 10,000. It can be a thousand and you can pull some deals out of that. So your cost goes way down as far as marketing, because now you're mailing to a list of a thousand, but they're warm custom lists, not 10,000 on a, on a bot list, right? Where it's super cold traffic. And then what you're doing is you're taking it a step further. And when you get return mail, which means now they never got it. I always have just thrown that away, which comes to like 10 or 15% of your mailings. That's a cool technique, Jason, to actually put in another bit of effort, track those people down and see what the heck's going on. And what do you find uh, that generally speaking, where, who are those people that are doing, that are getting return mail? Most of the time it's people in a, a pretty distressed life position. But if you get a hold of them, any little bit of money that they can get from the deal they're yeah, they're more to pretty be. happy to take. If you guys aren't doing that, that's a fantastic strategy. I think we're going to implement that as well because we do quite a bit of direct mail. Any questions for Jason here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through the chat, but if you've got a question for Jason. So one, one thing I want to say is like, you're at, a, an, at an advantage to like someone like me who is physically in Salt Lake City, Utah, where there's thousands of investors who are putting money, thousands, like spending thirty to $50,000 a month in marketing. I would just assume from the location I'm looking on the map, like you're, there's probably not that much competition as that I would face or Jerry would face. So, I mean, you guys have to understand that we get a lot of deals from our nationwide campaigns in like Huntsville, Alabama, you know, Columbus, South Carolina, or North Carolina. There's just smaller areas where, People, uh, they're not getting bombarded by marketing. So it's, it's pretty, you got a good setup, you know? Um, well, we've even actually targeted smaller markets like this with, with mailing, cold calling. And it's, we get way better responses than, you know, Utah where they're like, hey, this is the 10th call I've gotten today. Don't talk to me. So uh, I just want to point that out for everyone on here. It's good. You got a good spot, especially if you're buying there yourself. You, you got the pick mm -hmm. of the litter, dude. Everybody kind of knows everybody around here. So now I'm like the guy that buys houses. Yeah. So when yeah. people <laughs> when people are in trouble and they need to sell their house, I literally just got word of mouth people calling me now yeah. to yeah. Start, see if I can do something with their house. You you could be the like the main guy. It sounds like you already are, but you could be like, get a ton of rentals, be the, you know, the face of that place. So keep it going. Yeah. That's my, no, it's, it's better to be a, a big fish in a small pond than a small fish in a big pond. And so some of these big markets, they're so competitive. And here's the thing too, if you target those outer markets, right, the rural neighborhoods around the metros, what I found is your marketing budgets are going to be way cheaper, especially if you're doing like PPC because less people are targeting there. And your cash buyers and flippers and everybody, they'll go an hour away. If you bring a good deal, like let's say you want a wholesale and you're, you're an hour away from where all the flippers are, you know, targeting and doing deals, but you bring them a deal an hour away in some rural area, they'll go out there and they'll do that deal. They'll want that deal. They don't care, right? They're looking for deals. And so it just kind of creates a really unique opportunity. So I totally agree with that. That's a great tip, Nathan. Uh, so yeah, really proud of you. Really excited for you. Love the. I love that you've been able to quit your job. You're growing business. Love you're thinking outside the box. 
keep building those relationships, keep growing the business, and, and just super excited for you. You're a flipping genius. Keep it up. <laughs>